Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That was hot. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Worst Idea of All Time, Season Emmanuel. I'm Guy Montgomery, joined as always by the very aroused Tim Bat. <laughs> Tina Koto. <laughs> uh, Tina Koto Katoa. And we have the fantastic, possibly aroused? No. Alice Snedder. <laughs> wow. I feel like I'm on a commercial radio show. For what? <laughs> For nothing. No, nothing in particular. Just pop music. For commercials, man. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you understand commercial radio? <laughs> do, you, do you understand how radio works, guy? No. <laughs> they put songs on and the songs are there so that they can play ads and the ads are there to pay some fucking idiots. <laughs> To tell you horoscopes of some horse shit you know, on when, the half hour. When anyone ever guests on a commercial radio show and they introduce you, everyone always like claps. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> of course you <laughs> fucking do. Did you not love that? Um, I'm always like, eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't done anything yet. It's just a, it's a way to generate energy. How do you feel I when know. people applaud you to the stage when you're performing comedy? Like it's deserved. <laughs> Why? That's based on historic career highlights. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know my work. How, how the pause is always much louder when I enter the stage than it is when I leave. How you feel arriving on stage <laughs> to stand up comedy gigs. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel arriving to a commercial radio booth. Right, so you have been on commercial radio. Yes. So you do understand what I was talking about. No. You just made an active decision to block me immediately <laughs> no, no. at the top of the podcast. I've been on it, but I've never understood it. Who <laughs> famously said seconds before I hit record, who's ready to riff? <laughs> and I put my hand up. I <laughs> am. Tim, you defiantly kept your hand down. No, that's true, actually. That's so Alice and I will be doing some more of these signature riffs. <laughs> While Tim watches on from the sidelines. Oh, God. Hey, so. What can um, I do? Well, I'll grade them. Yeah. 
Alice, first yes. of all, welcome back to the country. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. You've spent two weeks in managed isolation. I have. You are now free to do as you so choose. Yes. How many days have you been out in the wild? Um, Four. Well, it is an honour that within four days you opted to come come to Tim Bat's house on a Tuesday morning at 10am, yep. strap yourself in, flanked by a couple of boner boys <laughs> to enjoy uh, an erotic screening of Emmanuel in space. <laughs> Fuck. And it, I honestly, it's one of those moments where you sit down at a chair and, and you do reflect on the decisions you've made in your life. Because when I came into this podcast, I had just exercised mm. so I could be on... I was on what could only be described as a high. You were. You were flying high. I was. Tim asked me how I was, and I could confidently answer, good. And then over the last 90 minutes, my mental state of being has degraded significantly. I'm sorry. I can't help but feel partially responsible. I think if you if you cast yourself as being partially responsible, you're not taking enough of the blame. Mm. I, uh, I, feel, see, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I feel no responsibility. No, of course you don't, you little bitch. I, actually, <laughs> I feel grateful on your behalf to be a part of this. <laughs> then I will not allow this gaslighting to continue. This isn't gaslighting. Yeah. This is just straight up and down how I see it. Yeah. You are the person who always feels gratitude on my behalf. <laughs> I'm never not um, carrying the weight of anything that's happening to me, and you are never not carrying the joy of anything that's happening to me. I do what little I can. You're yeah. like a Dorian Gray for her happiness. <laughs> yeah, a, a very desirable role. Uh, so it was an interesting film today. Previously in the Emmanuel in Space subset of the franchise, we've had Emmanuel bringing down various different aliens and yeah. guiding them through... Sex and sexuality, and also... Uh, and sexuality? Just sexual, heterosexuality. No, no, there's been uh, some exploration of other yeah, ways of doing things. Wow, I love that. Mm. And I am nothing but disappointed that that was not the film well, I yes, saw. You yeah. got the most monogamous, <laughs> heteronormative... Sort of real uh, meat and potatoes fucking penis today, Penis in the vagina, yeah, yeah, version of sex. Well, here's, the, here's what I would say, though. I'm assuming there was penis in the vagina. Not once did I actually get to see penis cross, in the vagina. You were cross about that sight unseen. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. I feel like we got you here under false pretenses. A, l- a little bit. When it was revealed that you would not be seeing any penis, you were I, d- I, yeah. I was pretty explicit when I said, you want to do this? I said, Can I adjust your mic? Yeah. Can you adjust well, your mind? Yeah. Do you want me to talk more like this? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I said it was going to be soft, soft core, soft core, soft right. corn. And I think I just didn't. Don't <laughs> keep trying, trying to get, get that off the ground. Soft corn going. Soft corn is a good name for this genre. <laughs> Now. On Tuesdays, we soft corn. <laughs> oh my god! I just wish that people could see the face that you delivered. That one. That's the face <laughs> of the caption. Of smugness has it's, never been it's so me strong. Me and the gals having a mimosa, <laughs> <laughs> huddled around a laptop yeah. in some restaurant courtyard, yeah. saying, "On Saturdays we brunch, and on Tuesdays we soft corn. Soft corn with this one. <laughs> can you can you do the soft corn face again? Because now I'm video recording you. Uh, I have to say it to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I go uh, on Tuesdays we soft corn. <laughs> Oh, it's very visceral. I really like. Um, I feel angry at. So you. one of the things with softcore pornography is yeah. you do not see the penis. We trust, actually. I imagine every sex scene. I'm imagining more than the actual experience of the intercourse. I'm just imagining it from the perspective of the turgid penis strapped down against the thigh of the male performer. It's my guess on what they do with it. A lot of exposed ass. 
So, so they, much exposed They've got to dress it up somehow to yeah. keep the set safe. Uh-huh. Intimacy coordinators must be working overtime on these. I, I would hazard a guess that there is not a single intimacy <laughs> coordinator on any of these sets ever. <laughs> there was a period where you were impressed by the um, forward thinking of, uh, like, you know, for a soft core, a soft corn. Made in 94, 95? Yeah, that's right. She was a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Uh, at one point. Yeah, I was going to say briefly. <laughs> briefly. Yeah, I reckon there was about a minute and a half interlude where um, she, and I think that was all improvised. I don't think that was in the script. <laughs> yeah. I think she was like, I'll just chuck this in there and see if it makes a cut. And uh, they only get one take, so they had to go with it. And we, we, she nailed it. She Chris nailed Dallin did a great it. job. Absolutely. It was that when you were the most aroused? I, here's what's interesting about it. it well, my approach to porn in general is that in regular porn, I don't love those close-up shots of like penis and vagina, mm. and I don't love like. So I'm interested that that is the thing that I missed mm. from like the absence of that. You know, maybe it's absence makes the heart grow fond. <laughs> <laughs> I say absence makes the cock grow longer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I wish for you to never say that again. Guys on a tear, but it's like the wrong kind of tear. It's like doing dad yeah. jokes about softcore I'm, porn. I'm tearing my underpants open. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, why I am making this record an unsafe space? No, no, no not like, at all, please. I've never felt more safe around you. Thank you. I um, I think my issue with it, I was not aroused at one point during the entire film. There was a moment when you were, you said that this is where you were you sort of were stirring down the barrel of the idea of arousal. Yeah, well, see, because I think what it is is that in my personal life, I'm consider myself right now quite horny mm. and um, experiencing the absence of a way to express that unless uh, it's alone in my bedroom. <laughs> Very respectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On my own time. An upstanding citizen. <laughs> With no one else around, everyone consents. With a New Zealand flag in front of you. <laughs> Saluting a big photo of Jacinda Ardern. Jesus, God. The sound of thunderstorms echoing through your Yui boom. Yeah, so I think that's what bothered me about it, was that I was forced now to watch 90 minutes of sex, knowing full well that I may never have sex again in my life, or at least not for a very long time. And so what is this? This is like You and Rose I feel like get into these spaces where you don't have sex for a little bit and I you're believe like, well, every time it. I believe every time I have sex is the last time. <laughs> is that how you feel in the moment or immediately after the Immediately sex? after I go, Well that will never happen again. <laughs> do, you, do you say it to the person you've just had sex with? <laughs> From time to time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Can you, you know, like how, like, when babies, are, oh, this is maybe a weird analogy to make because it involves babies, but when babies are very young, they have no sense of object um, permanence. permanence. Mm. So when something's gone, they don't know that it's like when they turn their head, they don't know that the thing still exists there. That's yeah, you. Right. That's me with sex. So unless you're actively doing it, you're convinced it can't exist. So I'm convinced you. it'll never this happen would be again. Like if, yeah. you, if you were sure showing a baby a rattle and they loved the rattle yeah. and then took the rattle away yeah. and then a day later you showed them a video of a rattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this experience yes. is for you. I, I will say that I, do, I still don't know if I'm entirely comfortable with this analogy, but I know, <laughs> but I, know that I am the one who brought it to the table. Could, yeah. you, could you just as best as you can describe what happened in this movie, what the plot was? 
yeah, I reckon I could give it a really good. So this um, is Emmanuel in space number five. I can't yeah. remember the subtitle. Em- Emmanuel, Emmanuel, and Efron, an alien, go down to Earth to have sex in a variety of international locations. <laughs> but I suspect in a singular chain hotel because all of the rooms <laughs> look the same. Yes, and but the soundtrack sounds different. <laughs> the soundtrack sounds very different. Um, and during the course of that, um, uh, Efron's jealousy and um, ad- adoption of some human behaviours mean that the government uh, start to get suspicious that there is an alien on Earth I leading to a chase. We, we need to probably drill down a little bit more into the connection between Efron, as you're calling him, which I will do in solidarity with you. Thank you. Uh, Efron's jealousy leading to... Uh, government agencies being aware that there's an extraterrestrial on planet Earth. Yes, so um, you're right in that when they were in France, uh, Paris, uh, to be more specific. That's right. We knew uh, it was Paris because an American man said the word mademoiselle at yes. one point. And there was an exterior shot of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you can't just get those anywhere. <laughs> I love there's a splinter crew set to Paris just for that one shot of the Eiffel Tower. Well, we're going to get some footage that doesn't exist yet, so someone's got to film the Eiffel Tower so we can splice it in. That's right. Yeah, so there was a a threat of another romantic liaison with um, Emmanuel, and he got jealous and slashed his tyres, and then... um, what do you call it when you change into a meta- shape-shifted. shape-shifted into the um, body of this man, tried to hit on Emmanuel, who rejected it, thus proving that she had feelings and loyalty you've, for him. You've done the thing that I do as well, where you've forgotten the first third of the, the movie. Do you remember the bit where they were in the club? Oh and- my god, they were playing squash. Yeah, yeah. A whole bunch well, that's of what's shit. fucked up about it was that he got to fuck other girls, and she was just like, "Cool, man, and happy that- for you." And yeah, and t- to the film's credit, that is a point that she articulated very clearly, mm. concisely, and brilliantly. Yes. Where he was like, "What that?" He he was becoming jealous, and he goes, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you finished with your research?" The average female woman orgasms two point four times during sex. And he just got. Honestly, insane. It made me say. feel incredibly small. Yeah. <laughs> That's She's, wild. She started mocking him by doing his voice and rattling off a bunch of human sex facts, and I was fucking here for it because yeah. that count has well, see, bomb gaslighting Emmanuel for five movies. Well, because he, he keeps he keeps feigning ignorance, like he just keeps using the fact that he's an alien researching sexual experience. To like as a cloak under which he just fucks up a storm, and then yeah. if Emmanuel so much as you know flits her eyelids, it's at anyone else, yeah. it's that other guys are like, "Hey, this is an incredibly beautiful woman. Maybe I'll try and buy her a drink." Yeah. And yeah. then Hefron picks a fucking sad. Know, it's like a little six-year-old soaking he is, around. He is, it's essentially a toxic relationship. It is incredibly toxic. He doesn't just pack yeah. a sad. He. Uh, like obstructs the potential of their date and then assumes the body of the person and like it is that's messed up it's totally illegal yeah and in doing that and pretty cool yeah and also <laughs> legendary obviously I would do that if I could yeah and, but in, in doing that so the a government agency is uh, Hefron says the reason he's experiencing is his name Hefron mm. yeah okay you know 
like Heffron. Yeah, uh, sure. So the reason he's, he's, he's experiencing jealousy is it's dangerous if other humans find out that he is an alien on Earth. But he is the only one ever putting them at risk of finding Absolutely. out that he is an alien on Earth. Because and he keeps shape-shifting into other people. He keeps causing mischief. Yeah. He, he, he shape-shifts at will on a public beach in Hong Kong. He is a, is a thought experiment. They actually had a lot of sort of comedy fun with the shape-shifting in they this. They really did. Emmanuel yeah, was talking explaining about the-, the concept of being in love with someone, and Emmanuel was like, because he couldn't understand why beautiful women would ever be with men who weren't as attractive. Mm-hmm. Blew his fucking mind. Also, and Hefron's the- going, I'm hot as shit. Why isn't yeah. everyone in the world with me exactly. and not their ugly partners? And he saw an old couple walking down, and he was like, they are ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and Emmanuel says, you can't say that. And she's He's like, right. But, and he says, but they are. <laughs> And so then they have a frank discussion about the, the notion of love and, and she's articulating that physical appearance can be transcended when you're actually in a loving relationship beautiful. with someone. She, the, her definition of love is when the other person is beautiful to you all the time. Mm. Yes. Which I actually, I don't mind as a definition of love. Yeah, for oh, a softcore porn, so I think sweet. it's it's near enough. What do you, I mean, what do you, yeah, because you were, um, at one point, I believe you were being facetious. You described some of the, the dialogue as Oscar-worthy. Mm-hmm. Was that sincere or were you pulling my leg? No, that was 100% sincere. I thought that this film, Emmanuel in Space Number 5, deserved to win the finest award you can get in film screenwriting. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah, that's the, that is the plot in earnest. And there's an argument Tim and I had during it because this movie... It's interesting for you. You saw it without the context of the previous four manuals yeah. in space. Somehow kept and up. I did one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder what I was missing out on. Well, in, in terms of a narrative arc across, I think it's seven that they are now uh, introducing like a worth or a value in having watched all of these movies sequentially because Hefron and Emmanuel's relationship is, I mean, both plot wise and sex, like you know, uh, sex scene wise. Is the sole focal point of this movie. This is the first film in which we haven't seen any like any other pairing of people have sex. And what I, I found actually know we did we did see Hefron have sex with the woman from the squash, squash club court. one time. Yeah. What I found out is when you do that and just focus on one couple to have all of the sex in a movie, is it causes Alison to want to poke her eyes out with her own fingers. It's just so long. You it's were so long. It's the longest. Angrily bored. Well, I just was like. I don't know how to describe it other than uh, it did feel like hitting my head against a wall because the sex was boring as well. Like we were just seeing the same type of sex over and over again. In the same tub. And it, in the same tub. It didn't matter what country they were in. They always had that bathtub Can in you the describe this, the kind of sex they were having? Um, well, yeah. So it was a lot of her on top, a lot of her riding him. Um, a lot of very slow but lacking in passion sex. Like, just so slow but without any passion. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, and you also took issue with how some of the sex scenes were cut together. Oh, my God. Well, there was no continuity. So, like, if I was watching that... So, this is something that bothers me about porn in general when I try to masturbate to it. Is that Have you ever successfully masturbated to porn? Just I'm proud to say yes, and many a time I have. I've pulled it off against the odds. In spite of the odds. I've done what no one, no person has ever managed before, and I have come while watching porn. It's incredible. Huge. And, well, actually, yeah, I think now we're very yeah. proud. <laughs> Our next guest is a woman who has come while watching porn. Welcome to the studio, Alice Sneddon. 
Thank you so much. I actually don't. I don't watch a lot of porn. I don't love it because I find that I don't um, come as well with mm. porn as I do just with the power of my mind and recall. Well, this is the, inspiring. The new, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new thing that everyone's I'm a doing is, uh, <laughs> is OnlyFans. Have you had a look and seen if there's any people no, that you gravitate No, I'm never going to get into that shit. Why not? Um, no disrespect to anyone who does, but I'm just like, not for me. I'm just like, it's too, too much. I don't want to be personally invested sexually in a single person who I will never meet in my entire life yeah. and I don't know anything That of. sounds, I mean that, that sounds you know, pretty healthy when you put it like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Catering to your needs, that sounds like a pretty reasonable <laughs> argument you've put forward. Well, I'll stop sending you invitations. <laughs> yeah. But this was the point I was making about porn in general when I watch it is that the thing that they always cut is the moment of penetration mm. and that has always irked me. It goes from making out to having sex and like like it jump cuts to the sex. And that always bothered me because I'm I'm like fucking hell like I need like a little bit of build up. Yeah. Do you, you know need what to I be mean? carried along the yeah. journey. And then I always get focused on weird specifics. Like in a lot of the porn that you just find on the internet you guys know? There's porn on the internet. Yeah, yeah, there's porn on the You don't have to go to the, the store place. anymore. Well, you're trying yeah. to take a wholesome stroll yeah. down the information <laughs> superhighway and you can't help but come across. <laughs> some porn. Their eyebrows are always really bad and that's like the sort of thing that bothers me. <laughs> this is why we never should have introduced high definition to pornography. Uh, it's not even in high def. I'm just like, who's plucking those things? Yeah. Like, Alice is watching her porn in 240. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I watch it in 4K. <laughs> yes. So she's I can go. Well, yeah, 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 I'll yeah. fucking say. Yeah, God, I just no, never mind. But, <laughs> and so the the cuts were the cuts were bothering you. If you were to forecast, you were sort of saying if you were to imagine yourself trying to masturbate to this, it's it's unfollowable. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the point I would make about these films is you are trying to tell a story as well. This is not your regular run of the mill porn where we're just here for the fucking. They're trying to tell a story. Mm. So the sex has to be I'm getting so wound up about yeah, this. Yeah, one. Great. The yeah. sex has to be a part of that story. And if you're just cutting between different modes and elements of the sex, then there's no story growth there. Your the graph goes up, it stops, and then it goes along flat. There's no development. What what about There's when no they started introducing the X Files style subplot, where there was all of a sudden the they waited so late though it was like we were halfway through the third act yeah. before that, and it would have been good to propel the whole movie forward. By that I point, think. I was like, the drama in this relationship is not that you're an alien; it's that you fundamentally don't respect her. It's that you're a child, <laughs> Heffron. You're, you're a man, a child. baby. And I was like, why are you introducing this third element? What we actually need to deal with here is the power dynamics in this relationship. That does not sound very groovy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be surprised because if they had a really respect relationship the sex is gonna explode it's yeah. gonna be incredible and my and to one, other <laughs> one other thing and another thing and another thing they never went down on each other and that i find offensive well she did in the satin sheets remember that hadn't been ironed well and you actually barely, even, you... okay the amount of time she was going down of him it's like she licked his dick once and then came back up and they fucked again mm. have you ever seen an way. alien's penis and, 
No, actually, I haven't. Unsightly thing. Oh, all right, all green and tentacles. But she's got a human pussy. Like, he can manage that. Yeah. You know? Like, come on, man. Like, it j- eat it does, her out once. It adds to the whole thing of him being a man baby to me. It's just like, and I also, can't take this And also seriously. trading on his ignorance to be like, oh, what? Oh, no, no. I don't understand. Oh, no, sorry. I, I'm new to this world. I couldn't yeah. possibly yeah, I was, go I, down I, on Is you. that a thing people do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so annoying to me. You guys remember when... um. DJ Khalid, Khalid, yes. when he uh, he did that thing on social media where he said he doesn't eat pussy because a king doesn't do that, and everyone was like, "I'm sorry, bro, <laughs> what?" <laughs> I do not remember that. I missed that. There Fuck. is, it was so funny. Yeah, it's crazy to me that that's a thing. That there are some heterosexual men who Gr- won't go down gr- on women. Growing up, it or was, some gay um, women who won't go down on women. It was women. kind of outrageous. That would that I mean to me. It was one of the like bizarre. prevailing winds of peer pressure. Like you know, the sexuality you experience as you are um, going through adolescence. I feel like not that we were talking explicitly about the particulars of how you have sex. But the notion that that was unappealing was certainly one that I I um, was of on my course. periphery. I reckon that's gone. I reckon these teenagers I think are I, so much better than us. I reckon they're, they're I going totally down on th- each other exclusively. They're not even having penetrative sex I mean, anymore. It's the best thing for teenagers to do. It truly it's is. It's the most low-risk scenario. Yeah. And if you do it right, it's a lot of fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It's like no, there's no consequences, <laughs> yeah. you know, aside from emotional potential. Okay, so can you just tell me a little bit more about how you do it? <laughs> We'll get your brochure, guy. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I just think, yeah, it's crazy. Maybe this as well is like a, is a gay thing where I feel like oral sex is such a big part of my sex life that... To not see it, I'm like, well, okay. okay. We're, What's going on? Yeah, we're, it's like it's like we've come for a three-course meal and they've not served me dinner. 
Yeah, but mm. you you have gone just, into a we've gone entree and dessert a restaurant that opened and has not changed its menu since 1994. <laughs> 94 <laughs> in, wasn't even that long in ago. 2020. I'm sorry, but people were eating each other out in 94. 94 is, is like, a long time ago. It's 26 years. No, that's a person. Is that true? You yeah. cannot oh, tell God. me that people who were existed in 94 what? weren't going down but on this, each this other. This is the thing. Chris Parker brought this up in the last episode. Bisexuality was like. Very, I feel like massive and normalized in the mid nineties, and then we regressed as a society away from it. Yes, we so, should have. <laughs> I reckon oral sex was like way bigger and normalized in the mid nineties. Yeah, but then it's like I think this movie suffers from the same thing that stand up comedy had in the early nineties, where everyone's like, "Oh, my bitch wife." It's just like, dude, what are you just? Get a divorce. This yeah, is not totally. a difficult thing. Yeah. This is awful. But well, those tropes get just entrenched and they don't make any sense. I mean, some of my some of my anger at this movie would absolutely have been dissipated if I had managed to see any dick at all. Oh. Mm. That would have helped a lot. Because well, we yeah. do get some full frontals of her. Do we? Well, yeah. not you're not like seeing Mons I mean, pubis. Yeah, you're seeing the uh, the the mound. You're not seeing yeah. the um, you know, Don, the underneath. Don't just call it Mons pubis, but I call it her pubis. Hi, I'm Guy Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alice, you've got a lot of notes on uh, this film, and yeah. it sort of uh, it segues quite neatly into a segment that you know, if you strip it from context, will make more sense. But it's called um, picture porno. Okay. With George Lazenby. Nice. I know the porno that I want to make already. Oh, my God. Fantastic. No, I know the fantasy that I want to explore, which is one I had as a young teen, which is basketball themed. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> and I think it comes from... I recently actually watched Love and Basketball. Have you guys seen that? It's a great sexy film. Um, but it, the fantasy itself comes from I one time in primary school played basketball mm. with this guy who I thought was so cute and at one point I think it was kind of a sexual awakening moment for me I had the ball and he was behind me and he was reaching for it and there was something about that that's always stayed in my subconscious mm. about mm. like this is the sex I want to explore so the porno I want to see is a one-on-one -on -one basketball match yes. that ends in fucking how is this this has got to have happened this Surely. is very sexy I mean it's got all the things I like which is like competition and sex set it, set, set it, set it up for me how are, they, how are they playing do they know each other um, no, so they're actually um, they're they're strangers. So these two strangers, they they have seen each other on the court at various times, just themselves playing horse at either ends of the court. <laughs> basketball is traditionally quite social. So no, no, these are just two loners. They're star-crossed yeah. basketball players. So the, they've actually they were both um, champion basketball players, but they both suffered career-ending injuries. Oh my god! Yeah, so now they don't play for sport as much, just for like the love of that. You know, they can't put the same pressure on their knee. They both did their ACLs, <laughs> so they can't put the same pressure. Is this in on the film? The ACLs? <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's a uh, it's in flashback form. Um, <laughs> the coitus? We cut no 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 no. It's well before that. We cut away. It's kind of like Family Guy guy style, you know. We like cut to, to gruesome ACL injuries. To gruesome ACL injuries. One on the ski slopes and the other on the basketball. Well, court. You shouldn't be skiing if you're a professional. Yeah, basketball I know. And, player. and that's him. That's one of his massive regrets. This actually weirdly, I'm casting a straight porno, but like it should be gay. 
It, it still but can in my be. mind, the fantasy I think is straight. Its origins were heterosexual. Okay, you want to honour those. I want to honour those. Yeah, I don't want to stray too much from the core um, source material. material. Source yeah. material. I feel like yeah. I'm I'm hearing the pitch and a thank you speech at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the ball hits off the backboard and rolls over to the other side of the court, and um, they start chatting a little bit. Um, He's kind of into her, suggests maybe they play a game, and um, she's like, not today. So there's tension. And then the next day returns to the court, and they're playing again, and then at this time she goes over to him and is like, how about that game? What changed? Did she just want to play it cool? Oh, so what I haven't told you is that there's, um, she's got a best friend who really told her that she needs to get out there more. (laughs) Very cool. So that's the scene that's in between the two days. In between, she goes home and fucks her best friend. Ah, love it. (laughs) Um, uh, this character who like they just have fun. They're platonic flatmates or whatever. And she's like, "You've got to get out there more." And she's like, "Okay, I'm going to get out there more." Wait, but they fuck. They fuck. Yeah, 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 they fuck. Well, it's a porno, I assume. You know, in the movie version of this, (laughs) they wouldn't fuck. But this is a porn film. I feel like whenever two people are on screen, if they're not fucking, then there's no point in them being in the movie. Is that not not a rule of thumb for porn? (laughs) Not uh, not the one we just watched. Yeah, sadly not. Do you think your porn would meet the Bechdel test? Um... No, but I will say this. Proudly. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about the Bechdel test. <laughs> but it's the funniest way to approach it. The straight couple will Acknowledge talk about it, the Bechdel test. Look down the barrel of the camera and never successfully <laughs> yeah. have the combo. It'll be self-referential. Anyway, the basketball game escalates. Um, they have sex on the court. They hit the showers. They have sex there. Fantastic. Yeah, they start. And and I'd say before the sex happens, there's a montage of them playing more and more games together. They get more and more physical and they get closer and closer and closer. And then the sex happens. Do either of them uh, blow out an ACL during the sex? (laughs) No, actually, their knees hold. And that's the beautiful ending to it, is that they realize through the vigorous um, physical activity of the sex they've had that their knees actually can take it. Do they, they both, both get back into basketball? Basketball teams again. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. I yeah. love it. <laughs> anyway. What's the duration on this bad boy? Uh, 208 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to see it in gold class. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That was uh, inspired. Yeah, you're welcome. Is Two what- hours 48. Yeah, I. This we're getting into Lord of the Rings. This longer than two hours forty eight, isn't it? Two hundred eight minutes. That's is... at least three hours. Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's, th- it's three and a half hours. It's a Lord <laughs> yeah. of the Rings. That includes a twenty minute intermission. <laughs> what do people do? <laughs> they clean themselves up. Oh, they go up. into the bathrooms <laughs> and they fuck. They, they, they masturbate. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm assuming people are watching this at a cinema in New yeah. Zealand because of COVID. You know, we're all good. Incredible. Yeah. So specific. I think I, I, I uh, because it was born of a true sort of moment yeah. in your life or awakening, it was very, uh, yeah, I could really feel your desire for this to be realized as a yeah, as a film sure. or an experience. And Inspiring that's how stuff. All good movies should be made. A story yeah. you are desperate to tell. A story and I am desperate to tell. It, it seems yeah. like there is some urgency <laughs> to getting this production on the screen. <laughs> 
I could absolutely see you directing this. Directing Let's this Let's do porno. it. Let's yeah. get some financing together. Let's just put it together. Let's make this porno. Oh, I know who we need to cast in it. And Go. he's I'll around and he's so handsome. <laughs> no, no, it's not you. No worries. You I'm got sorry. It. You <laughs> couldn't be more wrong. No, 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 absolutely. No, no, I'll have no. to talk to people, but I'll do it. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, it's exciting, actually. Wait, who are you going to cast? I can't say his name because he's a real person. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the guy from your it's teenage years. It's the guy from years. my fantasy, oh, wow. yeah, from my teenage years. Do you think he can act? He's hot and a, or well, he's a model. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had good taste early on. Mm. Not into him now. He is, you know, a nice guy, but... A model. A model, mm. yeah. What, is that, what does that mean? Not all there. <laughs> Well, I think it's about time to welcome in... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know lots of models and I think they're great. It's time to welcome in the Boner Inspector. Yeah. Boner Inspector! Boner well, This actually really highlights the uh, the issue that we yes. face as, as the podcast moves forward. Absolutely. Even if we just watched the most arousing film of all time, Alice, it would have been not impossible for you to achieve a boner. Yes, it would have. Though I could have gotten wet. Okay. Yes. Uh... And instead I stayed... Bone dry. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So well, what, well, uh, we'll call we'll call the the, the puddle inspector. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I no! Love no! That, no. Puddle inspector. <laughs> Here to inspect any puddles. Jeez oh Louise. God. Uh, no, it, the whole that whole uh, film watching experience felt very unerotic. It was. I was like telling opposite. Alice to stop doing crosswords on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> there was only one section. Credit to no, Alice. No, 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 that it was, was two. twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> My God. I'm so sorry. It could not have been more boring. And I'm oh, trying I, to put my finger on... It's, it, it's what you said. There was no sense of like escalation or, or yeah. and the, up and down. There were no stakes. There was no because stakes. Because he can just move anywhere in yeah. the world, including space, Well, th- that whole time. cat and mouse thing between the government officials, which, by the way, was a twist I thoroughly enjoyed that they put in. They, they they put it in right at the end of the flick. If there was yeah. the whole movie, if that was one of the things in the whole movie, so it's like, what are we dealing with? Heffron is discovering jealousy for the first time. Interesting. Also, there is a team of highly paid professionals from the U.S. Air Force who know that aliens exist because, and this is canon. This was one of the um, conversations that happened. There was another alien, presumably of Heffron's race, who visited Earth originally, but he was not a peace-loving science alien. He was one who loved to fuck around, and he was an outlaw. He was a rogue outlaw. And we don't even know that he was there for sex at all. He just, We just know that he was... He was a troublemaker. A troublemaker, that's and right. And so he caused trouble on Earth, and then the US government had to form some sort of crack unit to chase down these aliens, keep an eye on mm. things. And Heffron's been picked up by them. If I had been producing this film, I would have condensed the squash storyline with the French storyline. Oh, sorry. If I had been doing this film, I would have condensed um, the squash. Oh, easy. This is not worth the trouble I've gone to now to say this sentence. This feels like it's going to be groundbreaking. I actually am on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Condense the squash. The squash. The squash party. You know the party where they're at there. Yeah. With the that's where you would have introduced the cops chasing them. Yes. Yeah. And you would have cut the whole Paris. And bit. do you know? Yeah, do you know? It, there was nothing going. It was just yeah. for that One guy, the, that American yeah. dipshit who's got a Porsche, whose tires got slashed. Because she could have had slashed. someone at the party who Efron one got of, jealous one of, of. Yeah. It should be that the that smarmy asshole guy. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. That should have been one of the cops. But I yeah I was in I was invested in the X Files style story, 
I wonder, Tim, knowing what you do about the franchise to this point. X-Files? Do you think, no, the Emmanuel, Emmanuel and Space franchise, do you think that this um, cat and mouse sort of alien on the loose subplot will return in either of the two remaining Emmanuel and Space films? I want it to. I think it should. And I have no faith of, for them to carry it on because it is a good idea. I think they'll just oh, abandon what's it. What's a good idea? To carry it on. The, See, what, the cat the and cat mouse. mouse element. I, I think they'll just abandon it. I'm also, like, you do have the opportunity for eroticism between the oh. detectives and the aliens. Yeah. So much potential. Like, you know, there. we could realise that there are there are no differences Emmanuel, between us. Emmanuel, <laughs> like, starts fucking these cops, and then that creates all kinds of complications with oh, Hefron yeah, because they're the very people trying to chase him I down. I think if Emmanuel has sex with any of the agents, that's just going to escalate the tension between her and Hefron, and it's also between the alien species and the people on Earth. Mm. I have a question to ask regarding the aliens. The body, they, they look like humans. Mm. Is that because they are inhabiting a human form? I believe so. That, so have we ever seen the aliens in no, their natural no, form? No, they can't afford to show us that, unfortunately. Right, it's not okay. in the production budget. Okay, sure, 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 Although sure. Although sure. they go, this is what I want to kind of explore a little bit. Why do they constantly go to a lot of different countries every movie? And Because that's, that's in the spirit of the Emmanuel franchise, predating Emmanuel in space. So much true. of the film was about international travel, glitz, it's glamour. It's that exotica thing, isn't yeah. it? Um. Also, Have you ever had sex overseas, Tim? It's, it's never. Pretty, it's pretty cool. I haven't had sex on seas. <laughs> oh. Right. I'm a virgin, which is what wow. this whole season was about. I don't think I've had discovery. sex on a boat. On a boat? I've not on had seas. sex on a boat. I haven't had sex on a boat. Do, do we need to go have sex on a boat? <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> the three of us. <laughs> um, do you think it's possible that for these seven movies, the Emmanuel and Spaces, mm-hmm. do you reckon they could have shot all of them at once and that's how they kind of pulled off all the locations? Is that feasible? I think that you're giving it... Sorry, in your mind, are you assuming they were actually in these locations? The credits rolled and it said Tim, Ireland there unit. there is no way on earth that they went anywhere other than America. They had a pitch... They. I could see You're the Eiffel insane, Tower Tim. in the film. They have not gone There's anywhere. only two of those. There's one in Paris and one in Las Vegas. In, this was shot in three rooms in some fucking LA lot set from Days of Our Lives where they like threw them away. If we this is true, that. it is a credit to the filmmakers oh, that I feel like I've rich. just gallivanted around the world. <laughs> Riddle me this, Alice. How do we have the the sounds of a sitar if this was shot entirely <laughs> in America? Yeah. How can some of the film be set in Hong Kong if you're telling me they were in Los Angeles, California <laughs> oh, the whole man. time? That was a funny moment. So Emmanuel <laughs> floats. They're like, where should we go? We can fucking go anywhere. We're teleporting now. And Emmanuel floats, I've always wanted to go to Hong Kong. And Hefron goes, <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And this is on top of two movies ago where there's a Chinese commissary who comes and visits the fuck palaces to make sure everything's in order. And they go to pains to remind you that Tibet is under the ownership, essentially, of China. I'm thinking there's some Chinese money flowing into these productions. Where do you think they got these big international budgets with the ability to film in multiple locations? There was not a single exterior shot that had any of the characters in it when we established a country. It's because the shots were of the buildings. I, I'll kill you at this stage. That's how I feel about you right now. There's a lot of love and respect in this room. 
I love you. It would be it would be a crime of love, <laughs> but a crime nonetheless. Yeah, but a crime happen. nonetheless. Exactly. What, what do you think about our decision to do this as a whole season, Alice? Do you think it's a good idea? You know, given the state of the world, I think um, this manages to do something which is contribute nothing. And but can I just say this? I think, in, given the state of the world, that in and of itself is amazing. Because a lot of people are doing stuff that contribute bad things, whereas this I feel like is ah. neutral. Ah, God. I'll take that. Yeah, because the enjoyment people get from listening to the podcast is cancelled out by the pain experienced by those participating in the podcast, thus making it a, a joy-neutral experience. Right. There's a saying about that, isn't it? For, for evil to win, all that needs to happen is for good people to stand by and watch soft, soft, soft corn. porn. <laughs> I believe that is the original quote. That is. Almost yeah, yeah. exactly. But no, wait, evil's going to win in that case. Well, we'll just move oh, yeah, up the true. Thing. No, I think you guys are very, you know, you're bold, you're brave. <laughs> we are brave. You are the final frontier. This is what know. I was looking Thank for. You. Thank yeah, you. Keep you're going. pushing the boat out in ways that I could never imagine. Yes. And I'm proud of you and I'm proud to know you. Thank you, Alice. Do you want and us I can't to, wait to fuck um, you both on a boat. Oh, well. Really excited about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we give you a ring uh, when we get the notion that some other uh, slightly less boring version of uh, Emmanuel is, is in the in the pipes? Would yeah. you want to watch more porn with us? I would absolutely watch I, more porn I would with really you. like you to come back um, as a return guest we don't do often, but I, w- I would like you to come back. I have a um, somewhat worrying feeling that these films are going to get a lot more hardcore by the end of the season. I'm excited for that. If there was if there was a more hardcore version of it, mm. now you've got my attention. Okay. Okay. Well, when we get into the like mid 2000s when yeah. the internet has Wow, does it keep going that long? I'm pretty sure some yeah. of these are into the mid 2000s and then it's competing with internet porn, so I think like wow. everyone's having to rise the it's a cold war of hardcore. Can I just tell ask you one thing um as a favor to me. So one time when I was in America, I masturbated to this porn that was like set it almost had like seventies vibes about it, and it was on the side of the road. And all I you remember were on about the side it, of the road. yeah, I was on the side of the road. Yeah, was, sorry, so it was on the side of the road in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I remember because I had terrible IBS at the time. <laughs> A joke for the 20 people who have ever seen me do stand up. I um, So the scenario is side of the road. I think she's in a denim dress. I think it's a classic car. And he's in a shirt that's cut off and flowy and jeans. <laughs> the name of this podcast is not Porn Detectives, Alice. Hey, hold okay. on. But this is, please, this is just good. hear me out because I don't know if it's in this franchise. Maybe, conceivably. Oh, okay. I, it was only like a 10-minute clip of it that I saw. Right. The best porn I've ever seen. What was so good about it? I just kind of loved the art direction. Uh-huh. And like, Incredible. And- <laughs> Incredible to think of someone masturbating to the mise-en-scene. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Basically, and I've never found it again. And it, I've, it, it exists almost as like a unicorn in my life. Do you, okay, because you know, some people we can crowdsource this. Some people might have seen this. Do yeah. you have any other details? That so would they be fuck on the they fuck on the bonnet of the car. What did the guy look like? Did he have any identifying tattoos? He had like long hair. He was very built, very tan. 
Um, and she was beautiful. And I think that's what I liked about it as well. She was very just like naturally, classically beautiful and like a very like, I'd cast her as Rachel Weiss. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like nice. that kind of vibe. And do you see, is it, was it hardcore or softcore? You see Dick and oh, a bit of pussy. I don't think you've ever seen softcore pornography based on your reaction to when I explained what the movie would be. You're like, what the? What even is that? Why would you make it? I don't think. I don't think you see too much of it though. I think it's tastefully done. It's tastefully done. It's not like close-ups on there. From what I this now this is going on, you know, seven eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So my memory for it is only as good as. You know, I, it, it is. Well, if um, <laughs> a strong finish to yeah, that sentence, yeah, well articulated. If we can, if we can track <laughs> that arguable. down, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you can either, if you're on Twitter, you can tweet directly at Alice. No, please don't do which that. I tweet encourage you to not. do. Make sure you tag her in. No, no, I think please, I don't at, want that. At Alice, send all of it Sneddon. to Worst Idea, and then I will come in privately and I will screen them. <laughs> Yeah, so if you do have any leads, please tweet them directly no. at Alice Sneddon. No. There's two Ds. Don't do Her that. Her handle is at Alice Sneddon, S-N-E-D-D-O-N. I beg of you, do not send me random O-N. porn. That would... And that is, and that you, is my handle. If you're not on Twitter, you can send you can fire a message to the Worst Idea Facebook, which is facebook.com slash worst idea of all time. There's yes. no the in that one. Alice? Yes, Tim. Anything you want to add before we close things up here? Just that I love you guys and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. I love you too. And yeah. it's um, so cool that we've got you back. I anticipate Thank you. not forever. Not forever, but, but at least a few months. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to see you and hang out with you. Yeah, I love this. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I don't have a single thing to plug. Have you seen my Twitter account? <laughs> yeah, we need to plug I've that I've included up. that in my, in my statement. Oh. Uh. Well, that's about it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.